Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey, little doggy. Look at this dog. I forgot. Look how pretty she is. I forgot. I forgot the uh, her her name. This is Lucy. Lucy. Lucy this is Lucy. Uh, those of you who are watching our YouTube channel right now, this is Lucy. Say hello, Lucy. This is your this is your YouTube debut. Yeah. Say something. Microphone for our podcast listeners. She's like, nope, not, not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. That's a good. That's a great song. Lucy in the Sky. It is a great song. I, and you know what's funny is when we, you know, so Allie's a huge uh, Beatles fan, but oh, yeah. that uh, was already her name when we got her. So it's, it just kind of, it kind of oh, fits. So. Huh? Yeah. You can sit down. It's okay. So yeah, um, Lucy's joining me tonight. Um, Allie is helping out a friend of ours with uh, making a cake. So um, I am by myself and I've got, I'm on dog duty. Okay. So Lucy's hanging out doing the podcast with me tonight, oh, and beauty. what a fun time because we haven't done the podcast in two weeks. James, do you want oh. to tell people why? Okay, so okay, <laughs> okay, so I have a laptop. It's it's Apple Macintosh, right? So mm-hmm. and I got mine with the with the touch bar. For anybody who don't know what the touch bar is, that's simply is that you know it gives you little options about you know turn turn up the sound, turn down the sound with to touch it with your finger. Well, that broke. On its own, by, you know, I don't know why. And then, yeah. and then when you turn off my computer, it automatically restarts. When I, when I, when I totally turn it off, it restarts. It shouldn't, yeah. have, it should not have done that, you know? So I was like, not oh my good. God. No, so I called Apple and they said, okay, well, we're going to send you a box. They sent it overnight. You got here the next morning. And I called them at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So that was really, really fast. Yeah. And then it took um two almost two weeks to get back with me because they I I think they they hold my I don't know what was the issue. Uh you know, they don't explain it right. I just don't think they have any sense of urgency. No. Uh no. I I've had some similar issues with like Apple technical support on things. Right. And uh it took it took about just to get my mom's Apple ID password reset, like I, it, because of all these like security measures, um, we were trying to reset her Apple password. She could because she got a new phone, she couldn't remember what the old password was, and <clears throat> they were like, "Okay, well, in a month, we're going to reach back out to you to confirm that this needs to be done." And I was like, "So, like, this is she supposed to just go like a month without being able to sign in?" Right. So, it, and and yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. So it was just like. Okay, sorry, you can't use your Apple ID for anything. Well, see, the thing that really bothers me is, uh, is uh, I sit in there for the hardware getting fixed, not to yeah. touch the hard drives, right? So when I got my computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything was gone, right? Everything, including my my interview with Shim from Sick um, Puppies. Uh, yeah, because uh, we did we he did a thing where. Um, he showed some of his puppets on 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 our yeah. on our uh, uh, podcast, you know, on yeah. YouTube. So 
but that's gone, so we can't send him that. So I said, well, uh, we, we can send you the video of the audio because we got that crystal clear, you know, because I right. recorded from my um, Rodecaster Pro. And I don't, the, the, the video would have done tremendous things because he wanted to show it on his uh, Twitch channel. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So. Well, well, things like that happen. Technology can fail us but, at the most inconvenient of times. Right. But it's um, all good. You know why? Because I revived my happiness by buying music today. Okay. Tell me what you got. So I'm going to show you what I got. Matter of fact, because um, I figured if I show you, then, then that'll give people incentive to go to our YouTube channel. Okay. So I am trying to collect yeah, all... podcast listeners who haven't subscribed on YouTube, you're totally missing out on what James is about to show me. It's not that. Sucks for y'all. For y'all, right. <laughs> for the YouTube channel, thank you for, you know, subscribing. But I've been a big collector of uh, anything Deftones nowadays. Yeah. And this was mm-hmm. an EP of their, um, of two songs from White Pony. It's oh, yeah. Digital Bath and Federica, Federica, F-E-I-C-E-R-I-C-E-R-I-I. I don't know what it is. But sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's that one, okay? That looks so cool, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I love the Deftones. Dude, if if you never saw them live, you you really need, I we have need to seen them live. Thankfully, good, good. saw them live Carolina Rebellion one time, and yes. it was phenomenal. Amazing show, amazing show. And uh, yeah, you know how how Eric uh, goes uh, goes on and uh, and displaces into his brand new vinyls he got in for the for the week. Mm-hmm. So right, so, I just, so he so he posted this on um these on uh, his Facebook page, Alabama. And this is cool. uh, the uh, yeah. Feels the Right album right here. Okay. And then yeah. I have another Alabama. Right. Great album right here. Okay. And then mm-hmm. not one, but not two, but three Alabamas. I- I'm in love with Alabama. A- Alabama's my, my, like, okay. my, my all-time favorite Ryan Trayton. And then... Right, right. Uh, I, I, I had some good bops. Right. And so I... Bops. And then uh, I'm pretty sure this is not YouTube friendly, but um, I'm going to show it oh. anyway. <laughs> well, Centering all right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll see why in a minute. Okay. Okay. So I pre-ordered these um, about a month ago, and I just got them in today. Um, it's now have have you seen Cannibal Corpse live? No, I've never seen Cannibal Corpse live. You need to. I they're, have not. They're really, really brutal. So this okay, is yeah. one of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is the first album. They're known for their brutal album covers. Right. Uh, Vince Locke does does them all. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, this is uh, Eating Back to Life, I think. Okay. And it comes with the, uh, with with the bloodshot, uh, yeah, bloodshot color vinyl. Okay. Right. And then I got a, I guess this, I don't know what this was when, uh, oh, yeah, Okay. Butcher That Birth. This is their lovely cover album. Yeah, okay. Lovely, yep. man. This right, is right. Right here. Brutal, Makes me right. hungry. All right, right. So, <laughs> all right. So, I... <laughs> it does, it does. So, I think I'm going to edit this one out. Yeah. Um, it's, um... I don't know what this is called. Oh, oh too many mean related, okay? So, I'm, de- I'm definitely okay. going to have to edit this one out because this is not... It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's rough. 
<laughs> that one's rough, but I am familiar with that album cover as well uh, yeah. because of so, the uh, because of the score. Yes, yes, but yeah, yeah. but see, they are re they're re releasing these vinyl records. So yeah. I'm pissed I'm taking up as as they come come along. And sure. my and my favorite album, uh, vinyl is from the Miss Evisceration Plague, so I can't wait to pick that Evisceration one. Plague. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So very familiar. Let's see. <laughs> All of that stuff behind us with the with the laptop with the uh, yep. uh, trouble with the zooming be before we started, that mm -hmm. all went away when I when I got these in and I got the Alabama vinyls in. So I'm happy. Absolutely. I'm happy. I had um I had a nice talk last night with uh, Mr. Dave, Mr. Dave Langer. If you're listening to uh, this pod, I don't know if he followed me over to this podcast. Um, he was definitely a dedicated listener of Not Religious. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm in, I'm in life group at church now. And, uh, we got together with him last night and he showed me his, uh, vinyl record collection that he has at his house. And it's very organized. It's very big. It's very cool. And it, it's almost like he's got a, it, like the way he has them labeled with like the little white tabs sticking out. Um, it, it's like a, at a record store. Yeah. And uh, I was very, very impressed. Um, and uh, he's got this cool, like, little uh, little display that says now playing. And uh, I get, you know, just whatever album he's got out in his record player, which is a really cool idea, by the way. Um, but it was the newest, like, Taylor Swift folklore oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, album. So it was just really cool album cover sitting out and just in this, on this little, like, stand that said uh now playing it was just neat and i was like i've got so many ideas i want to do this in my house right um but so mr dave thank you for uh showing me an alley that last night that was super cool um but i'm also on a uh on cloud nine right now I made a post about this for anybody that follows me on uh instagram but uh the other day i got a text from a buddy of mine that was like what's your address and i told him and uh, a few hours later, he was like, check your mailbox. And I was not at home. Allie was, was working from home. So she checks the mailbox and shout out to, uh, Jacob Kip. Um, thank you so much for, for this book right here. Um, this is this, if anyone on YouTube that's watching this, it's probably backwards, but, uh, it says help H E L L P, uh, by Keith Buckley, the singer of every time I die. And um, this is lyrics from their album, um, Low Teens. Uh, so uh, Jacob got me this book, and this is really cool. It's just a, a lyric book. Um, so, uh, And for those of you who follow me on, on Instagram, like I said before, the man that sank Atlantis, it's from this album. So um, it's from the song Map Change. So uh, that's really cool. I, uh, I've been listening to that album a lot because of this this book um it's definitely one of my favorite albums of all time it's definitely my favorite every time i die album so big shout out to jacob thank you so much for doing that that was really really cool and uh, i was having a really really crappy day um when i got that text so this this made all the difference so yeah very exciting yes so uh there there is a new uh feature in this episode ongoing from then from now on uh, Blake came up with it. I'm not sure if he, uh, he wants yeah. me to. Okay, so it's going to be called, I think, Mental Health, Mental Health Moments, right? Mental Health Minute. Yeah, that's Minute. something I okay. figured we could wrap up our episodes. Uh, just like a quick little, 
um, some, some type of encouragement, maybe an activity that would, uh, would help if you're having some pretty down days. I've been having a lot of them lately. Uh, and, um, Allie too, she's, you know, she's, she's pretty stressed out about a lot of different things. I'm stressed out about a lot of stuff and just kind of, you, you feel like you hit like a brick wall at some point. And, uh, it's just like, I don't know how I can continue, uh, to push through this and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We're fine. It's just yeah. like our, our mental state right now. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, 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 we're trying to, we're trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, this, this podcast is a great way for me to kind of talk about that kind of stuff. Cause I don't really get to a lot. Um, and, uh, you, you get it, you, you understand what I'm dealing with. And, um, so it's nice that, uh, I have somebody that, you know, I reached out to you the other day and told you this dude, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really struggling today. So yeah, yeah cause that's, um, that's kind of what I want to go into with the, uh, um, mental health minute is, uh, yeah. Cause we, when you texted, texted me, I was at work and I'm like, Oh no, this was, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. dude, is there anything I can do? And I just think that just the idea of you telling somebody other than Allie helped yeah. you a lot, didn't it? It did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when, when you're both having a rough day. Like we, we've had a lot of days where we're both just really struggling. And uh, it's it's hard to talk to another person that's not that's having the same issue. Same type of way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to reach out to somebody that gets it, but it's not necessarily <clears throat> in that state of mind at that time. Because in when you're both in that 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 have that feeling, it's 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 hard to out of that. So you almost need somebody on the other side of that, but can also relate that can give you some type of encouragement. And, you, and thanks for doing that. I really appreciate you. Sure, man. Um, so, uh, but then it hit me. I was like, man, th- this, this whole show is kind of based around that. Like it's a music podcast, but we talk about um, us struggling with our, our issues with depression and uh, mental health is very important to both of us. And um, that's kind of also at the center of this whole show. So doing something like a mental health minute at the, you know, wrapping up the episodes, just a nice way to kind of close out just as a little reminder, maybe an activity that'll help you guys. Uh, if you're, if you happen to be in that state of mind, um, I, I just thought it would be a, a nice little cherry on top of, right. for our episodes. Yeah, so yeah. we'll start doing that. Cool. Oh yeah. Please, please let's do that. Um, starting now until, until yeah. like forever. Um, because I was more upset yeah. with, uh, with the uh, Apple, <laughs> then oh, yeah, myself I it. because no, 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 because uh, like j- just like you said, this this podcast helps you a lot. And I'm like, well, if yeah. I had my computer like uh, two days ago, I don't think you would be in that predicament, you know? Right, and right, I, and, right. I, and I even tweeted them and say and and told them that, yeah, you know, and they and they mouthed off to me and said, well, we told you to, you know. Right, right. I'm like, yeah, but that's ten percent my phone and ninety percent yours. Because why did you mess around with my hard drive when you didn't even? Uh, it's, way to go, Apple! Yay! You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, I wanna. Mm. <laughs> so upset, but the, but now the everything. Apple overlords okay. are listening in right now. I don't and, care. Uh, they can respond all they want. Hey, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> how you doing? Well, we're we're past all that now. We're we we're, we're out we of that. Are. We're back. We're, we're doing happy. episodes again. We're happy you got. Yeah, we're happy. Got, this it's podcast great. is back. I got me some vinyl. You got Thanks. your book. Your book, awesome, man. Book. 
Yep. Coffee. I'm and ready those, to go. Those things are badass. I'll tell you why. Because um, <laughs> my parents took me to uh, Sam's Club Monday. Yeah. And, I've got, and I got the uh-huh. whole palette of them. They're great. Or like oh, yeah. Of them Absolutely. There. I happened to find this one when I was uh, um, just cleaning up this evening. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was, I don't know how long <laughs> it's been there, but it's still in date. So I, I definitely drink it because <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, we'll have some time to do uh, this episode, maybe another episode uh, tonight to kind of catch up and yeah. we're gearing up for Halloween. Yes. Um, we got some really cool Halloween episodes uh, that we're looking forward to uh, getting out to you guys. And we, we want to get a head start on those just so we're, we're, we're just popping them out. You know, James is really good about getting these episodes out uh, and doing multiple interviews with people like during the weeks and just having like a back catalog of stuff to just to throw out there. So everybody's got something to listen to weekly, um, sometimes biweekly. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I I think that's really cool, man. I really appreciate you doing that. Um, But yeah, we want to get a jump start because we both love Halloween and we've got such cool ideas for Halloween episodes this year. All right, cool. So, yeah. have you played a game called Skate? Yeah, I have. That, I that have. is nothing compared to the game we're going to talk right. about today. Here's the thing: I will say I do love, I do love the game Skate. I think Skate that it was game. very fun. Yeah. It was a breath of fresh air because it was really different from the Tony Hawk games. Um, however, Skate definitely pales in comparison to the Tony Hawk franchise, which is what we're talking all about today. You're listening to this episode. You know what the title of this episode <laughs> is. We're going to talk all about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, this was a very, very, very important part of my up, my childhood, my upbringing. This was, this was my adolescence. This was, this was it for me, this man. This was it. Um, and, uh, and we'll get into why. Um, I loved these games, but more importantly than the games, the soundtrack to all the games was just, it it was life changing for me. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that just being dramatic. No, it it, it changed my life in so many ways, and we'll get into that. So, nice, nice. how about you? Did you did you play Tony Hawk Pro Skater a lot? The first game I did. Oh my okay. god, I put hours and hours on that game. Right. I I played right. some of Tony Hawk Two, and then Tony Hawk Three. I just couldn't couldn't do it anymore. Sure, but, sure. But one like changed my life just, just like it did yours. You know. I mean, it was a prolific game at the time. There's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that these games, um, if it didn't, if it didn't get you into skateboarding, um, then it got you into music that you never would have found otherwise. And I think that's what's so cool about this whole franchise. I think that's what's so cool about the soundtracks to all the games. Um, and I can't wait to dive into all that. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I've I've talked about doing an episode on the Tony Hawk games for a while, and oh, yeah. we finally got it. And yeah. um, I, I am I'm just so 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 excited to to dive into that today. But today, but right now, uh, why don't we talk about just the music September twentieth? Oh yeah, so September twentieth uh, is when this episode is coming out. So yeah, it's time for uh, this day in music. We'll jump right into that. You good with that, James? Yes, sir. Awesome. So uh, on this day in music for September 20th in 1957, Buddy Holly released the single Peggy Sue with Every Day as the B-side. The song was originally entitled Cindy Lou after Holly's niece, uh, but was later changed to Peggy Sue in reference to Peggy Sue Guerin, the girlfriend and future wife of Jerry Allison, the drummer for the Crickets, 
after the couple had temporarily broken up. Also on this day in uh, 1968, excuse me, Led Zeppelin, uh, at the time recording under the name of the Yardbirds, we're going to come back to that in a minute, started recording their debut album at Olympic Studios uh, in Barnes, London. Uh, the album uh, only took about 30 hours of studio time to complete at a cost of around uh, 17 hundred uh pounds which is about twenty five hundred dollars uh in or twenty five hundred us dollars uh with most of the tracks being recorded live in the studio with very few overdubs that's really impressive um in 1969 based on the comic book tv series archie and, and his friends uh the archie started a, started a four-week run at number one on the u.s singles chart with sugar sugar uh it became the longest running one hit wonder in the uk after spending eight weeks at the top of the charts impressive in 1969, Blind Faith uh, started a two-week run at number one on the UK, um, the UK <coughs> chart. Excuse me, with their self-titled debut album. This, this was the only release from this. This was a supergroup. Now, this was uh, Eric Clapton of Cream uh, and the Yardbirds, as we mentioned before. So Eric Clapton was in a band with some of the members of Led Zeppelin at one time. Isn't that cool? Um, Steve Winwood, who we all know. Uh, uh, from Traffic, and if you don't know who Traffic is, you're lying if you're a Marvel fan because uh, one of Traffic's songs uh, plays at the very beginning of, of uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, and then uh, you got Ginger Baker on the drums. He was also in Cream. Um, he also had a side project called Ginger Baker's uh, Air Force. And then you had Rich, uh, Rick Gretsch. Um, he was in the band's uh, family. He was also in Traffic. And he was in Ginger Baker's Air Force. So they all just played in multiple bands together. Um, so this lineup was the only one that uh, Blind Faith had. They only did one album. Um, it, but this album reached number one in the U.S. It was their only, U- or excuse me, their only U.K. gig that they had was in Hyde Park in London on June 7th of 1969. So very short-lived supergroup. But man, what a supergroup that would have been uh, had they continued. In 1973, on his way home to perform his second concert of the day, U.S. singer-songwriter Jim Croce, with five others whenever his chartered aircraft hit a tree on takeoff in Louisiana. Um, In 1975, um, Fame, the famous song by uh, David Bowie, it was his first number one in the U.S. The song was co-written with John Lennon. How's, how cool is that? I didn't know that. John Lennon's voice is actually heard towards the ending of the song, repeating the words, fame, fame, uh, from a fast track uh, through a regular track to a slow track before Bowie finished the lyrics. Uh, in 1976, ACDC released their third studio album, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Um, that was also the song that was on the Tony, I'm not lying to you, was on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 soundtrack. Um, the album had uh, been certified six times platinum in the United uh, in the United States, which means that it has sold at least six million copies, uh, becoming the third highest album sold by ACDC in the U.S. after Highway to Hell and Black uh, Back in Black. In 1986, Huey Lewis in the news started a three week run at number one in the U.S. singles chart with "Stuck with You." A number twelve hit in the U.K. In 1994. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band, good old DMB, released Under the Table and Dreaming. The album featured their first commercial hits. What would you say? I'm oh, sorry, I have to like sing the song titles for you guys to know what these songs 
fights and then ants marching. Um, really funny story about ants marching. My father-in-law said that in his own personal hill, ants marching is playing on repeat. It was dedicated to Matthew's older sister, Anne, who was killed by her husband, sadly, in 1994 in a murder-suicide. In 1997, Elton John started a six-week run at number one on the UK uh, singles chart with Something About the Way You Look Tonight and Candle in the Wind, 97. It was a rewrite of his 1974 hit about Marilyn Monroe. Uh, This version was raising funds for the Diana Princess of Wales charity following her death in Paris. Uh, It went on to become the biggest-selling single in the world ever. Uh, In 2000, jump, uh, jump ahead a little bit, 2009... Muse went to number one on the UK album chart with The Resistance. This was the band's fifth studio album. I love Muse. Uh, and then uh, more recently in 2020, American musician and singer Tommy DeVito died at age 92 after contracting COVID-19. He is best known as a uh, founding member, vocalist, and lead guitarist of The Four Seasons, uh, who were one of the only two American bands um, the other being the Beach Boys, uh, to enjoy substantial chart success before, during, and after the British invasion. As you know, that was a big deal back then. Um, everybody was a British band uh, in the uh, rock pop charts, for sure. The, uh, the Four Seasons are one of the best-selling musical groups of all time, uh, having sold an estimated 100 million records world- uh, worldwide. In fact, they went on to... Uh, there's a uh, musical about them, actually, that um, Allie is talking about going and seeing one day. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, because now we love musicals. Right. Well, well you've seen some prolific ones. You've seen Wicked. Um, I think you also saw Cats yeah, one Chicago. time. Chicago. Right? Chicago, Cats, yep. Wicked. Um, you've all seen a lot of them, right? I mean, because I... I uh, I w- so I've I have I have only seen Wicked and Chicago, okay, which were great. Um, now we watched Hamilton on Disney Plus and loved it. It was great. It was wonderful. Um, had a blast, and I would love to go back and see another musical. Right, I'd love to see Hamilton uh, actually on Broadway. That'd be cool too. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was this day in music. What a fun time it was! It was got a lot of good. Not words. always. Yeah, some oh, of those yeah. things are really sad. Some of them, like, like, um, yeah, COVID, man. COVID, COVID yeah, murder, suicide. Those yeah. are not good things. Those, Those don't make me happy. No. <laughs> no. But this not will. Uh, but this will. Talk Tony, about this. I'm Tony not lying Hulk, to you. Man. All right. So let's go, let's 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 get into this for just for a second. Okay. I want I want to explain to everybody what I what me and Jay's been talking about all day. Right. I believe in synchronicities. You ask yourself, what is a synchronicity, Blake? Huh look into aliens and ghosts and things like that. And you'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when, uh, what I'm talking about when we, when we mention synchronicity. So we're doing an episode today, uh, recording this episode for uh Tony Hawk pro skater, uh, pro skater soundtrack, right? I hop on Facebook and I have a memory from a year ago where I posted a meme or excuse me. It wasn't a meme. It was a drummer that I follow who, was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on like a PS2 um, while playing drums. And uh, he actually did a five, he does, his name is Kai Smith. He's any drummers that are listening to this, Kai Smith, maybe you know him. Um, if not, go follow him. He, d- he does a great job. He does uh, video covers of songs, but it's like 
such and such's career in five minutes. So what he'll do is he'll play just seconds of a song from uh, every album that a band put out. So he'll do Green Day, and it's like maybe two or three seconds of a Green Day song, every song on the album up to up to date. He's done it for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blink-182, ACDC, all, all kind of bands. Um, so he did a full five-minute cover of all the songs from Skater soundtracks. And he started from the first game and played all the way up to, through the fourth one. Now, he didn't get into Underground and Proving Ground and American Wasteland and all that stuff. Just the Pro Skater games. And uh, I thought it was so cool. He put that picture up the day he released the video. I shared it because I was like, I'm jealous of everything in this picture. The, everything from his drums to the fact that he's playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater to the fact that he had Green Day skateboard, uh, skateboard decks like mounted on the wall. I just thought it was neat. All right? So that was one year ago. Two years ago, I shared a really funny meme of uh, Tom Hanks Pro Skater. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Two years ago, but no lie, it was it was on this day two years ago, right? And then I had the one from last year, right? Okay, then I go over to uh, my friend's house tonight, um, the one that's baking the cake, and I took some things over there. I walk into their uh, uh, into their house. There's a for those of you on the YouTube channel watching right now. I'm trying to show this picture, but there is a Tony Hawk (laughs) skateboard just hanging up right there in front of me as soon as I walk in and I was like synchronicities this is crazy and then for us to me- I, and that wasn't even planned I promise you it wasn't planned we talked about ACDC's uh, third studio album Dirty Dirty Deeds, Deeds Done Dirt Cheap that was the song that was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 I think it might have been the only time ACDC was on any of the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater soundtracks yeah. but that was the song that was on there I kid you not Aliens exist. Tom DeLong tried to tell us a long time ago. We didn't listen. Now we got UFOs everywhere and uh, the government's coming out with videos and they're finally admitting it. Tom DeLong is just sitting there and he's like, I left Blink-182 for a good reason and you guys just thought I was crazy. Who's crazy and who's laughing now? We owe him a big apology. You know what's funny is, uh, <laughs> is when this... Uh government when our government told us that aliens do exist i don't think anybody cared nobody cared nobody there's too much going on because, it was no, no, no. timing for them no I'm no, not no, no, no no because uh because i think we all knew that they were here we just the government just wouldn't just wouldn't tell us that, that it was true and we can't handle it we, we can't handle it we, we can't handle the truth we can't handle the alien truth um, but it was a good time for them to do it because it was in the middle of a pandemic and they're like, Oh, you know what? By the way, aliens are real. And they kind of like stepped out of the room. Right. right yeah. So anyway, <laughs> everybody didn't pay attention to that because there was a pandemic going. Well, I don't know, but, uh, let's hop into it. Jane. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to shred? You ready to drop in? To I this am. Topic? Oh, right. So we're skipping. Like the, the oh, I got you. I'm going to drop in. I'm going to drop into gonna, the topic I'm here. I'm going to do like right. an ollie on you. Okay. I'm so glad I got that phrase right because it's been a long time since I played that game, man. That was okay. great. <laughs> so, so go all the way back. Pick all right, so here, here we go. Do you want me to start? I'll take I'll take everybody back. We'll we'll uh we'll go we'll go in the way way back machine. Picture nice. it. The year. Picture it. 
1999. Uh, society prepares to shift into a new millennium as Y2K fever in the end of the 90s sweep through a nation and its adolescents. Adolescents accustomed to tuning the rate to, uh, to tuning the radio to the sounds of Shaggy's "It Wasn't Me" and Smash Mouth's "All Star." Tony Hawk's it. infamous 900. You remember that? It leads the summer headlines as both the mainstream and airtight cultures of skateboarding are knee pad deep in a golden age. Just three months after the 900, Activision and NeverSoft developers released their magnum opus upon an entire generation by introducing the world to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and its punk rock soundtrack. Uh, The following year, the franchise would release its second installment, Pro Skater 2, with added hip-hop and uh, punk music for a hugely successful sequel to its opening installment. With no one, uh, oh, excuse me, while no one might have thought or realized it at the time, these two games changed skateboarding, music, and video games forever. Regardless of how old we were when we first played Pro Skater, whenever Superman by Goldfinger reaches our ears, we're instantly back at home, pushing start to the warehouse skate park. We can practically feel the controller in our hands, readying ourselves to shatter through the glass and blast the <laughs> blast down the roll into the gigantic half pipe below. Uh, it was after our homework gathered around the uh, r- the now extinct square bulbous television we watched in awe as the door to skateboarding was opened right before our eyes we took our first steps into a greater world a world made complete with a soundtrack capturing the true spirit of skateboarding you know what man i'm i'm not bsing you yeah i will after this and after we we record our shows no 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 i'll go go to my ps4 and and re-download the game because, because, yes, the remake PS- is amazing. And the, yeah, because the, the remake has one and two with it, right? Yes, yeah. the remake was was one and two. So not only did they have the a lot of the songs from the original games, they put in new music too. So like Machine Gun Kelly is in um is in the is in the new game. That's so cool. Um, I, I love this. I love this franchise. I love these games. It did a lot for me um, as a kid. It got me into skateboarding, although I was too heavy for skateboarding. I couldn't quite skateboard. It was just a little too chunky. Um, but you know what? I played drums. So I got into a lot of <laughs> skateboarding music. Yeah. Punk rock was definitely, I was already into punk rock, right? Like I love Blink-182 and, and Green Day. Right. So I was introduced to uh a lot of punk rock music through these games, like older punk rock. And, um, and then not only that, but just throwing in the mix of hip hop and just like anything they could throw into those games that just felt like it molded well with skateboarding. I mean, not even, not even just punk rock and hip hop. I don't know if I would have gotten into Slayer as much as I did, had it not been for angel of death being on, uh, the uh yeah slayer had it not been for angel of death being on one of the games you know like i got into some crazy stuff because of those video games and it was just it felt so right when you're just you know skating around grinding on every rail you come across and doing all the you're landing all the gaps and you're collecting all the skate letters and you're finding the secret videotapes and uh you're customizing your skater and it's just, oh man, takes me back, man. Such a fun time. Sidebar: 
What's your favorite yeah. Slayer, Slayer song? Um, is probably I'll tell you it like the name of it just uh, totally blank. Totally blank. Yeah. Give me one second. When I when I saw Slayer, I think they played this song, "Seasons in the Abyss." That's my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite Slayer song. Slayer. Um, yeah, for, I was like, I was like, "Raining Blood" is cool. Yeah. Uh, God hates okay. us all is a good song too. Um, and uh, South of Heaven is good too. But uh, yeah, "Seasons in the Abyss." I just I love the intro to that. I think it takes a while to get to that. You know, yeah. but uh, man, it's great. So I have, I so I have three songs that I'm that I'm uh, uh, can't decide. It's like it's gotta be South of Heaven, yeah, Disciple, which is you know God yeah. hates us all lyric. God hates us all, and yeah. then um, and then uh, Hell awaits. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay so yep. all three of those songs have really great intros, right? Yeah. But I think my all-time favorite favorite song of the of them all is the South of Heaven. I don't know yeah. why. It's just it's just that it did good. So. It's a bop. Yes. It is so up. okay. So back to Tony Hawk. Okay. So back to Tony Hawk for 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 everybody listening. Uh, can you explain what the nine hundred is and why it was so hard for anybody to do it? Yeah. So okay. So this is this is pretty crazy. I just watched the documentary about the Tony Hawk video games um, last week in preparation for this episode. Right. Um, now, obviously, I already knew about all this because I watched the X Games. I knew I, I watched all this as it was happening. Happening. But in 1999, this is three months before the video game was coming out. Okay. okay? Right. It's pretty much done. Pretty much done. Until right? <laughs> so Tony Hawk is uh at the x games um competing and um he he has been worked up to perform this stunt that had not been done before ever ever has not not by a single human being no one in the entire world was able to pull this off a 900 degree rotation on your skateboard right right uh so he attempts it and he and he fails and he fails and he fails he does it over and 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 he cannot get it right at this point it doesn't even matter like competing wise that that's not even what he's doing it for anymore he wants to nail this trick tony hawk is a very determined human being when he says he's going to do something by golly he's going to do it so he uh everybody's rooting him on it was very very emotional he finally lands it he lands the 900 he's the first human to ever do it on a skateboard right um it's such a big moment he uh he you know you can find it on youtube i don't know how many attempts he made but you you can tell it's just very emotional right and um frankly i get emotional watching it because just like looking at the people that are just cheering him on and they want him to do it and he finally gets it right anyway so he gets he gets the trick um and he the next day he reaches out to the developers of the video game and he's like any chance we can put the 900 in the video game as like a special move right Right, so for any of you who remember playing the games you could like you worked up your uh experience points or whatever while you're skating landing combos and then you can like do a special trick whatever it may be well tony hawks was the 900 right and pretty much in all the games i believe it was the 900 because it was a long time before any other person was able to even pull that off right so 
he approaches the game developers and he's like, any chance we can put the 900 in the games? And they were like, we're already on it. Hell yeah, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> so by the time the game comes out, yes, you were able to build up enough experience points to where you can unlock the 900. Um, and uh, it's so cool because you can still do that in the remake. And um, Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the 900 is four full spins, right? And then and then Rotates, and yep. Four of yep. them. Four. Right. And no one's been able to do that until Tony Hawk did it. Until Tony Hawk came along. Right. Not a single person. Many have tried. Many have failed. Tony Hawk said he was going to do it, and he did it. So from so. then on, he was known as the Birdman, right? The Birdman. The Birdman. Yeah. Tony Hawk. He's been a professional skateboarder since he was a teenager. I think 14, so he right? What he's, yeah, I think he yeah. was like 14, 15. Uh, and he's been a, he's been in the game for a long time. Um you know, they talked about like, you know, it's it, skateboarding as far as popularity goes, you know, it, it started out as a pastime for surfers who couldn't ride the waves if the waves were really flat. Right. So they, they, that was where skateboarding came from was they, they made these boards with wheels on them so they could skate on the sidewalk just so they can, they could have the feeling of surfing um, whenever the waves were too flat. So it rose in popularity then you started having a lot of sponsored skaters and competitions and they started going pro or whatever lords of dogtown is a great movie to learn about like kind of the history of skateboarding and um kind of where it was at in like the 70s late 60s and 70s and stuff so then in the 80s it's still popular but it kind of dips back down it's not as cool tony hawk started losing sponsors he's starting to lose money this is his full-time job now right and he's picking up side jobs just so he can make ends meet and um you know the early 90s come along and skateboarding starts to make a little bit of a comeback um sports games are starting to become uh, starting to become more popular, yeah. right? So you got your Maddens, you got your what at football, your basketball, football, your yeah. basketball, baseball games, or whatever. Extreme sports is starting to make a big like comeback. So um, he was approached by several different uh, video game developers before finally settling with um, Activision and Eversoft. Uh, and uh, you know the, he he felt like they could they did a good job of trying to really capture. Uh, that uh, spirit and energy of skateboarding and bringing it into involved in it. Um, and he's teaching them lingos and kind of just explaining things a little bit better uh, because they weren't as familiar. I mean, these, these are video game developers and you got a guy that can <laughs> turn around four times in the air on a skateboard and uh, he knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, had no idea where it was going to go, but let's, uh, let's talk about the brief, let's just do a brief history of the video games themselves, because they had a lot of, uh, they were released annually for several years. Right. Um, there's a lot of video games, which means there's a lot of music to talk about as well. But, um, James, why don't you tell us, uh, give us the brief history of the series. Cool. So Tony, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That takes place in a 3D environmental world uh, permeated by a ambience of punk rock and ska music. Uh, the player takes control of a variety of favorite skaters, skateboarders, and must complete missions by performing side skateboard tricks and click the objects, of course, right? Uh, the game offers several modes of, ga- of gameplay, including a career mode, which is the, which is the player must complete ob- 
um, objectives and evolve the character's attributes. A free-to-play mode, which is the player may take, uh, may, may skate without any given ob- objective. You know, just have a good time. Uh, you know, doing what you can do. Um, yeah. And and and, and features a, a number of competitive games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tony Hawk Pro Skater was met by critically acclaimed for all versions, but the Game Boy Color version. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can actually play that because that would be so small, right? So. I he, so I actually had that, um, really? and it was it was it was weird because it was so it's a Game Boy. I mean, so Boy, you, yeah, you're like this big, right? right? So and it felt very weird. Well, it was a over it was an overhead view of everything, right? So you're used to playing the game where it's like a 3D world, and you, you're you're basically facing the back of the <laughs> skater, right? And you're kind of like point of point of view kind of like a third person uh, view yeah and yeah. and you know you go up your ramps you grind your rails you whatever and um but then the video the the game boy version was just like an overhead view right and you almost felt like godlike <laughs> <laughs> watching like this right. tiny little ant person uh like go up a, a rail and like you didn't know how close you really were to the rail it was it was really hard to play it, it right. was it did not do well on the Game Boy because it was just simply not as easy or fun to play. Yeah, yeah that had more of a mixture, mixture of re- yeah. reception from the, yeah. from the fans. But the game resulted in a successful franchise, uh, receiving eight annualized sequels developed by Nearsoft from 2000, uh, Pro Skater 2 to 2007's Proving Ground. I don't think I've ever played Proving Ground because I stopped that. It was not very good. No, No, it was not good. It was was, um, so uh, just a just a quick thing about Proving Ground. The reason that game kind of was like the cutoff point is because Skate had just come out, right? So Skate's like the big, the next big thing because Skate was more realistic. That that was the push for it. That okay. So wait, 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 wait. So 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 that game, the, the the actual skateboard came with the game, and you stood on the skateboard, right? That's a different game. That one okay. is called uh there was um uh what do they call it? Ride and then there was Shred. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But that that was one, yeah, you actually stood on a board. But Proving Ground, so Skate had just come out. Right. And where, you know, you're playing Tony Hawk games and uh you're you're looking for PlayStation, for example. So you're riding and you want to grow Okay, well, you jump up to it, you hit your X to jump, you hit triangle to grind. Right. Easy enough. Yeah. Um, with Proving Ground, you had to, and uh, Skate, you had to approach the rail and figure out how to, like, flip the toggle switch just right to where you jump up just at the right point so that you could get close enough to the rail that allows you to grind it. And it was just, the gameplay mechanics were really, really different. And it was right. supposed to be more realistic, right? And okay. it was so much, it was harder to play skate, but the challenge kind of made it fun. That's why I liked it. Right. Because it was so different from how the Tony Hawk games were. But Proving Ground was kind of Tony Hawk's attempt to kind of cash in on that because skate was getting really big. Yeah, And it just kind of fell flat because it was like well they're already doing that why are these games gonna gonna try to recreate what they're doing like let's just let's keep tony hawk like tony hawk right you know yeah so, okay kind of so um 
started out with the initial Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in 99, uh, the series proved to be one of the most popular and best-selling video game franchises of the early 2000s. Three more Pro Skater games were released from 2002 to, to uh, 2002, after which the developers took a more story-oriented approach with the release of Underground, Underground 2, and American Wasteland. And for, yeah. those, and for those folks who are listening to him, Blake is going berserker for that for, for those Woo! games. Underground 2, man. I lost my entire, like, Mine? 2004 <laughs> to, to, to Underground 2, or Thug 2, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Thug 2. Thug, okay. Um, I lost the... Uh, of a computer uh, not a computer screen a tv with my in front of my uh, playstation 2 playing the living crap out of tony hawk underground 2 right because of the story mode i love a good you know that you know that about me with video games a story is is so is it important yeah. to me in a game yeah and it came with a story mode and it was the first time that it had been done with this franchise the pro skater games were fun objectives and you can customize your you know your skater and it's got the great soundtrack and stuff, but then they threw in a freaking story mode and it was cool because like in underground, um, you, you were like this no name skater and you were trying to make it as a pro skater. So you're working your way up and you're getting help from these other pro skaters and you compete in competitions and then you get approached by different companies and you get sponsored and it was just such a cool approach, right? So Underground was really fun. Underground 2 comes along and uh, it was it was basically the Jackass show in right. a video game form with all the Tony Hawk characters. Because, I mean, that was what was really popular at the time, too. Jackass was still really big on MTV. The movies were huge. The show was big. And you had people like Johnny Knoxville, I believe, was in Underground 2. Bam Margera, obviously, was our, was right. already a part of that. Yeah. You could you could ride around as Steve-O, um, and you could play as Wee Man. And it was just, it was fun, man. That, that was just, that was really, really fun. And it took place, it was the first time I ever remember a video game like taking place directly after the Underground, um, like the final cinematic in Underground was like the first scene of Underground 2 where the guy's riding on the ramp. Anyway, and it was the first time I had ever seen in a video game where your customizable character was featured in the story mode. So however you had him dressed, however his hair looked, and you can make him look just like you if you wanted to. Right. it was involved in the story mode. So like your character that you created, if you, you after yourself was now interacting with, uh, Tony Hawk, Bam Margera and we man and all these guys. Oh my God. It was so Uh fun. It was just so fun. I'm so happy talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, man. And I'm waiting for an underground remake. Yes. Yes. You're killing me. You're killing me small. So, So all those games, Underground, Underground 2, and American Wrestling came out between 2003 to 2005. Every year, man. It was boom, boom, boom. So, Project 8 in 2006, and Proving Grounds in 2007. Yeah. Were the last games in the series developed by Neversoft. Yep. After that, developer uh, Ramon... 
Robomoto. Robomoto takes the franchise in a different direction until he's messed it up, not as a plane. Um, <laughs> by developing the peripheral supported spinoffs Ride and Tread, which we were discussing about earlier. Not uh, yet. Not very good. No. But, well, well, they were both released in 2009 and 2010, uh, respectively. You know, they always got to put out a game every year. So both were um, yep. commercial and critical failures, just like you say. And I'll tell you why. I'll, I'm sorry. L- let's elaborate on this sure. for a minute. So why they were they were failures, right? Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yes. Two years prior Killed were it. so big, yeah. right? Like so, so, so big, right? And in the documentary I watched, they talked about this. They were like, that was Tony Hawk's – not Tony Hawk. I shouldn't say that. He was not really a big fan mm-hmm. of it. Right. Um. He he kind of knew better, but uh, this was the uh, the video game developers' attempt to cash in on the practical. The, the Wii is really big, right? So you like you can play like Call of Duty with like an actual gun for the Wii. Um, you had Guitar Hero where you held a guitar in your hand and you played along to it. Um, this was this was their attempt to cash in on this like practical controller so they had a skateboard that you stood on and you rode the things and went not good it was like okay that's we're done with all that it's not it's not as easy to do it's just man and you know it just flopped big time continue sorry no no it's fine man this is making you happy so i'm happy that you're happy you know okay so Robomoto uh tried unsuccessfully to revive the series with the back to the roots oriented releases of Pro Skater HD and Pro Skater 5 in 2012 and 2015. Hang on, Blake. Hold on. <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll get your chance. Um, their series spawned several other spinoffs such as Downhill Jam and in 2006, Motion in, 2008, in 2008, and Shred Secession in 2014. How is it that I never heard of those? Maybe that's why, because they failed. Because they're terrible, <laughs> that's why. Um, <laughs> along, with, think... along with uh, several ports and re-releases. In, yep. December, twi- in December 8, 2018, Tony Hawk announced the first game bearing the Tony Hawk's name not to be published by Activision. Tony Hawk's Skate Jam which was released for I, for iOS and Android, that's Apple phones and Android phones, yeah. on December 13th. Um, a second high-definition remake for the first two games, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, published by Activision and developed by uh, The Curious Visions, was released on Xbox One, PS4, and Windows on, on September 4th, 2020. And that's the game that I'm definitely going to download tonight. So fun! I, I think I'm gonna play it tonight too, uh, just because it takes me it takes me back. It's just so fun. So, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So let's talk about this. These two games. These three games. Okay. So I think the reason why I never heard of downtown downhill jam motion and shred session was I don't think they could have got publicity for it because I never heard of these games ever. And if I remember correctly, I think these were also being released on, 
like PSP. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah. you had some of those in there. That as was well. a failure so too. Yeah. I didn't play. I didn't play any of those. I didn't play Downhill Jam. I didn't play Motion. I didn't play Shred Session. Right. Um, I did, however, get Pro Skater Five, um, and basically all I, that was was just an too. attempt to, yeah. like oh crap we've got uh we we've, we've got another game that we need to release um in the contract uh, uh, uh pro skater five D- right, just yeah. put put five on it and everybody will buy it right and it was terrible it was yeah. rushed you could tell it was rushed yeah. there were the mechanics were awful um it was difficult was, to play. was that so the one pitches. was that the one where they had um little wayne and like like on like like uh, celebrity characters and big head it, mode and I think so. It was the yeah, it was you know, terrible. Thing about these these games is you always had someone special as an unlockable character, right? Um, and sometimes they were really cool. Like in the in the first game, you could play a Spider Man. Um, you could unlock him. You could unlock an alien. Yeah. You could unlock uh Officer Dick, who was like a uh a a, Dick. Like a, a, a policeman, <laughs> yeah, right? And, yeah, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was so stupid, dude. I remember, I remember in um Project Eight, which was probably my last like of the Tony Hawk games that I thought was good. Yeah. Um, Project Eight was was good. The soundtrack was great. Um, but you could play as uh. Travis Barker. You can unlock Travis Barker and play as him. That, that was really fun. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So before we go on, I want to stress this enough. This is not a game podcast. We're getting no, into not. the music right now. Yeah. And I we're going to talk about music. And I will let Blake take this off because this is more important to him than, than, than <laughs> it is to me, apparently. So go I'm ahead. Rambling. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, rambling. This here. is what the podcast is for, man. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the soundtrack that's what it is, this whole episode's about anyway so yeah, right. um so more than just being a uh a, a gateway to skateboarding what tony hawkins and his roster of misfits accidentally created all those years ago was a port uh, a porthole to a world of alternative music a method of slipping punk rock and hip-hop directly through your tv and the more hours that we played it, the more likes of Goldfinger, Primus, Dead Kennedys, uh, Suicidal Tendencies mm. became etched into our souls. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah, stop. Okay, stop so me. so from all, all all of those those four bands that you just listened to, guess yeah. which one I fell in love with the most? Primus. No. 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 Suicidal Tendencies. Nope. Yep. 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 Yo. Oh. Yeah, Goldfinger band. Goldfinger, dude. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Yeah, man. Dude, oh, that was dude. that was my jam back in the day, dude. I can, yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I, I, I think you could have switched, switch which which song you wanted to play the most or something, and that was yeah, always, could, all, yeah. Yep, yeah. you could you could kind of edit out what you didn't want to hear, right? Um, but right. very rarely did I ever have a song where I was like, eh, yeah. I can do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but Goldfinger, man, Superman song. And that yeah. killed it for me, dude. <laughs> yeah, and Goldfinger was on, uh, they were on Pro Skater 4, too, Spokesman. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Honest with you, that was the first Goldfinger song that I had ever heard. Okay. was because of Pro Skater 4. Actually, I had heard Superman, but I just, I mean, I had played it, but I wasn't as familiar with that song in particular. But Spokesman really, really, really 
stuck out to me on Pro Skater 4, and then I just I fell in love with Goldfinger after right. that. Yeah, for sure. But okay, so I got another sidebar. Okay, yeah. so did you know that um, Primus Singer, what's his name? Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Him. Um, crap, what is his name? Him. I know, you're about, I know what you're about to say, though. He auditioned for Metallica. Did you know, I know it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I was crazy? in the, yeah. Yeah, because he was like... And they thought he was too weird. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he I was... I wonder why. <laughs> and he was drinking along, and he's like, hey, man, you want to, you know, jam on some ice and burgers? And Dan Sandler was like, what the hell? And you know, <laughs> you're like, man, come on now. But, yeah. is a, that is a strange but, fella. But there was a sidebar. Uh, Les Claypool. Boom. Les Claypool. That's, that's his name. name. Yep, that's I it. knew it was going to kick in my, my, my big yeah, brain. As soon, as soon as we moved yeah. on, it was going to be like, right. got it. Yeah. But back to the game. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so um, here's what Tony Hawk had to say in an interview with Loudwire about the game. Um, He said, I never thought of it in lofty terms of what it could be. I wanted the game to represent skateboarding, uh, to represent skateboarding well, to be authentic. Um, That was all we focused on because I wanted skaters to be proud of it. I wanted to include punk music, a soundtrack to skating that I grew up with. And um, I think they did a great job of that. A a, a great way of, we'll get... Nineteen ninety nine. Your people are familiar with pop punk, right? So Blink One Eighty Two is you know in everybody's heads at least at that point. Green Day is popular. You had the Offspring. You had bands like that, but they were bringing in Dead Kennedys, um, the Ramones, uh, and all these like old punk rock bands that were the influencers of the new pump, uh, pop pop. Uh, pop punk bands right right and it was just uh, you know you you learned what who influenced your favorite bands and it just and so on and so forth so um in the echo of tony hawk's words the developers were not looking for cues from other games but instead were looking at skate culture for inspiration it was much more than just including rad music in the games it was about summarizing the spirit of skateboarding into a playable fully immersive video game for all to enjoy while the soundtracks of the THPS one and two had a profound effect that uh, persists to this day on its players. The artists developed, uh, excuse me, the artists involved received on an equally profound effect on their careers. And we talked about um, Goldfinger before, right? So here's what Goldfinger frontman John Feldman had to say about the games. Um, we were on tour in England uh, in this 2000 seater venue the crowd was pretty cool but they weren't really all the way into it superman was the third song in our set and when we played that song people just went crazy i'm talking full mosh pits people stage diving (laughs) the whole crowd was going insane i was wondering at that moment why that song our second album had just come out maybe a week prior to the tour and superman was the second song on that album so i knew it hadn't been out long enough for people to really obsess over like that then after we were signing posters and merchandise for fans outside and everyone kept saying, dude, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk's pro skater. So yeah, isn't that cool? Like, and, and yeah. think about the time that this is, that this is taking place. It's 1999, it's 2000, whatever. Um, the internet is around, but it's not as easily accessible. You didn't have, you couldn't do what I'm doing right now where I'm pull, I can pull up on my phone any song that I want to on Spotify and just play it for you. Right. It was harder to find music back then. Right. And you didn't just, it wasn't at our fingertips like it is now. So to discover 
a band was so much harder, especially if you're um, on tour in England uh, where you're, you're a band from California and you go over to England. You're, I mean, you've got people there that know you, but they're not as familiar with your stuff, especially if you're opening for another band. But the second they started playing Superman, boom, people were it. like, yeah. oh, crap, I know that song. You know, so it's just it's cool it's cool what these video games did because it just opened our eyes and ears to a whole new subculture of skateboarding and the music that inspired those skateboarders and oh man it's just it's perfect everything about it's perfect so in the music industry uh that's evolved to into uh a what have you done for me lately um mentality uh, these song standards immortalized in ways that concert tickets and even little album sales cannot bring in. Every, every major streaming platform has a Tony Hawk Pro Skater playlist, which I'm sure it's on uh, Brosley's uh, phone right now. I have six. Tony Hawk Pro Skater's playlist and, and to just make countless fans of the game expresses how THSP Tony Hawk Pro Theater helped them discover musicians they still love and listen to in 2020, just like you said, you know, because that's fun, because I know, like, if it wasn't for soundtracks, there would be a ton of bands I've, I I have heard from, but that's all thanks to, thanks to games, you know? Yeah. So, and, oh, yeah. And games and music goes hand in hand, so you yeah. really can't deny the, the um, uh, Persuading of games, you know, games are right, right. a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Feldman had had also had had this to say, uh, singer for um, um, Goldfinger. At at the time, this was an unprecedented. Uh, there was there wasn't a real me, uh, video game music hybrid that existed that promoted bands. This was the first vehicle for us to use as a promotional tool, and we had no idea really how, how to. Uh, we just knew Tony Hawk was a legend, and of course he was. Uh, let's be a part of the video game, um, he says. Uh, so I had no clue what it was going to lead to something like this. So he had no idea how big... Tony Hawk Pro Skater would make them or the band, you know? Yeah, nobody uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew. It was just, it was a neat idea because it was a different idea. It, it, in that documentary, they talked about like a soundtrack in a video game was not as well known. Um, they interviewed the uh, the bassist for Bad Religion um, and, you know, he, he said that they approached him and was like, hey, we would like to um, put their song You uh, in the first video game. Right. And he was like, why are you even asking me? Like, that's fine. Do it. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it, you know, this, this is a, this is a skating game. This is a, this is gonna, um, if it gets our music out there, absolutely why do not? it. Yeah. And who knows what could have happened had these games, because it, here's the thing, man, skateboarding is cool to everybody. Yes. It doesn't matter what color you are it doesn't matter your background skateboarding is cool to you um and to take the opportunity to say oh yeah man i'll play a skateboarding game that's really fun but then if you have like 
you have a, um, a a kid like myself who was really into punk rock, but only knew a little bit about hip hop. But then you put Public Enemy and NWA uh, and a tribe called Quest on uh, on a skateboarding video game. My eyes are open to the you know a whole new uh, catalog of music. As I sit here in my Biggie Smalls uh, yes. <laughs> t shirt, I love. I love 80s and 90s hip hop. I love it. It is just, it is so amazing. I, I think it's timeless and I think it cannot be recreated. And I, I love stuff like that. So I don't know if I would be as into it had it not been for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 when I heard by the time I get to Arizona um, by Public Enemy on there. And I was like, holy crap, this song is so good. That right. Like I did that funky groove, and then Chuck D comes in and he starts rapping, and you're just like, "Who is this guy?" And on that song, Flavor Flav is not on it, but then I, I found oh. out about like Bring the Noise later on, and like, Bring the yeah, noise. Yeah. and I was like, Flavor Flav is amazing. Um, Flavor Flav, yeah, dude. Flavor Flav, and oh man, I love Public Enemy. Anyway, um. So, for decades following the release of the THPS franchise, sports games have then attempted to recreate what Pro Skater did for their respected sport. So, as the soundtrack precedent for uh, video games, every major franchise from Madden NFL, NBA 2K, to Need to Speed, uh, Need to Speed, Need for Speed, Mm -hmm. uh, they've swapped the in-house scores of Pac-Man beeps and bops for licensed music. And... I mean, how how many Madden games have I played where I've I've gone through even recently? I, I mean, I played Madden twenty nineteen. Dude, holy crap! This is great. Let's uh, add it to the Spotify. Right. Um, and then Need for Speed was another one too. Need for Speed Underground and Need for Speed Underground Two was another like I lost two thousand four because I played Tony Hawk underground two and need for speed underground. And the soundtracks were amazing. I don't know if I would have gotten into uh, Rob zombie. Like I did had it right. not been for need for speed underground. Yeah. Um, and they had like lost profits and uh little John and uh, all these great artists. Have you heard of the band called dead Sarah? No, I haven't dead Sarah. Is that mm-hmm. okay? Look at that band. That band is so great right now. Um, I think they did two albums, but that but I would have never heard of them if I didn't play. I I, I can't remember the, the the car racing game, but I think it was Burnout Paradise. I'm not sure about that, so don't call me Burnout. Yeah, yeah. I, I played a little bit of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's there was great, and and just like you said, I would have never heard of that band if I never played that game. You know, so exactly. Yeah. So Activision and Neversoft did so prophetically by including a mix of both classic and, and contemporary punk, like we mentioned before, with original uh, and new age hip hop. Uh, THPS's first installment featured pioneering punk from the Dead Kennedys with Police Truck. Oh, it's a great song. And more contemporary punk songs from their disciples, like the Suicide Machine's New Girl. 
Chattanooga! Um, <laughs> and committed by the unseen. Mm. Um, which by, the other day I found out that the original drummer for the Suicide Machines is Derek Grant, who plays for Alkaline Trio, who is one of my favorite drummers of all time. Nice. The original drummer for the Suicide Machines, which means he was also featured in the Brink movie um, because the song look. Um, give by suicide machines is in the disney channel original movie brink about inline skating and Derek grant plays drums on that song so anyway while <laughs> while players listen to the bold thps one soundtrack of classic punk from the dead kennedys and the vandals these bands which formed in the late 70s and early 80s watched their music spread to new listeners uh the second installment carried on the punk legacy with tracks like you from bad religion uh, and Blood Brothers by Papa Roach, but also added some supreme hip-hop tracks like Subculture by Styles of Beyond, another great song, and Dub Pistols Cyclone. Young players listened to Anthrax and Chuck D's Bring the Noise. Bring the noise! Song that single-handedly kicked off new metal and hip-hop and rock uh, coming together. Yes. Uh, Bring the Noise. Uh, and then you had Rage Against the Machine. Uh, with Gorilla Radio I as the chop. backdrop to high, sco- oh, uh, high score challenges. That's the that's the song that starts up, um, and it's the opening like cinematic in the remake. So that right. and you're like watching them all skateboard, and you're just like, oh my god, yes. All right, so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, it's the backdrop to uh, collecting the high score challenges, collecting the skate letters, and finding the elusive secret tapes. Those always kicked my butt. Uh, With nothing more than a few buttons, players were shredding through empty malls, Philadelphia plazas, Southern California schoolyards, and underground skate parks while indulging in a pure shot of musical adrenaline. So I understand the frustration of of clicking those tapes, man. They were out of range and out of sight. And he's like, oh, because the guy had to buy like a cheater's guide or something. Yeah, you had to to unlock the cheat codes. You had to go on cheatcodes.com and you had to find out what the cheat code was. And you had to hit like, it was like square. 14 buttons before. Yeah, yeah. L2, left, right triangle and it was just like until so you finally unlocked them yeah and you unlocked all the skaters and all the decks and you could do whatever you wanted yeah. so awesome awesome yeah bring the noise like literally defined like new metal you know? yeah man it, it was it was the kickoff point for new metal yeah. it had not been done before actually i take that back Aerosmith and Run DMC oh, had yes. done a song together, but oh, I'm not I'm not considering that the same because Anthrax was a metal band. Right. This was the first time that hip hop and metal had come mm-hmm. together, and that's what I consider the beginning of new metal. Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park and all those guys yes. wouldn't be around had it not been for Anthrax and Public Enemy um, putting hey, out Bring the Noise. Have you seen Aerosmith live? No, I haven't. I've ridden the Aerosmith roller coaster at Disney World like a billion times. They're not. Well, I shouldn't say they're not good live, but they're great live. They what they went on after Kiss. Who goes on after Kiss? Yeah, you don't do that. It was Aerosmith's tour, but I'm not sure why they let Kiss open because fireworks going off and flames going off and. Right. You know, it's like and and then, and then Aerosmith come out and they and they win you that they just. They're, they're insane. I don't know. I, 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 I not as good. No, <laughs> but Maybe but, it's not they, but they do have great studio albums. I'm with you. That <laughs> oh, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what is his name? Mercules 
and Mercury. Mer- Mer- Mercury. Okay. Mer- Mercules. Mercules. M E R K U L E S for those people who can talk English, except for me. <laughs> so, Mercules, um, <laughs> one of the newest hip hop artists in the new installment, had this to say about the games. The soundtracks on those games basically molded my childhood, and the same goes for people who I know played those games. I can only hope that now, when kids hear my music, that, that it can only do the same thing for them. I think everything the soundtrack accomplishes directly represents the skateboarding culture and what it's supposed to represent. Not only does it give me the coolest bragging rights in the world, and that it does. It's also about how proud I am to be a part of this legacy. And that's awesome that, you know, that's good yeah. that, that, that he got that, that experiment, experience being in the game, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, so, and he said it, he said it perfectly. Those yeah. soundtracks basically molded, molded my childhood. Right. I, me too. And yeah. I'm not the, I'm not the only one. You, yeah. All my friends, we used to get together when we were when we were kids, man. We 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 got together at somebody's house almost every single Friday, right? right? You you rent a bunch of movies from Blockbuster. You go to oh, whoever whoever's oh house, God, whoever's got the dude. Nintendo sixty four or the PlayStation, and you uh, you get the Domino's pizza. You try to stay up all night because you want to play you want to play uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And you're trying to beat each other's like high scores and this and that and other. You do the free skate and you just, you know, you, whatever. You're trying to get this high, highest combos and it was just so fun. <clears throat> and then you're introduced to all this, this cool music. And then depending on what age you are, that may have been. So in 1999, I was, I was seven years old right. in 1999. Um, so I, at a young age, I'm getting introduced to, cool punk bands and even though it didn't like quite grab me just yet right tony hawk pro skater 4 which was released in 2002 i would have been 10 years old so at the age of 10 is where my mind really started to get um flooded with all these great bands i had just started playing drums so i'm already into music as it is and now i'm like I've I've gotten my eyes open to these great punk rock, uh, metal bands, hip hop bands, and just explodes. And now I'm just into anything I can consume, and uh, it was it was really really exciting. So, um, it is from this crossroads of punk uh, punk music, hip hop music, skateboarding, and video games that we arrive at the cultural orchestra of the THPS franchise. The musical impact of THPS 1 and 2 shaped the traje- trajectory of what skateboarders would grow up uh, grow up to listen to and the careers of every band included in the games. That is precisely why the new THPS 1 and 2 installment features a mix of old and contemporary songs and hip-hop as an homage to the original game music that shaped the franchise at its roots. Activision's THPS 1 and 2 reinstallment features original uh, 80s hip-hop rappers like Mercury, or excuse me, hip-hop from such groups like uh, Tribe Called Quest, um, peppered alongside contemporary rappers like Mercury, like I mentioned before, and Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Um, 
an homage to the original punk music and ska music from the later installments, players will once again be pushing start to shred the streets with Less Than Jake, Zebrahead, and Sublime as their soundtrack, uh, or as their soundtrack, excuse me. We're on the lookout for a reinstallment of THPS 3 and 4. I'm also looking out for that Thug 1 and 2. I want an American Wasteland. I want another. I want it all. I want, I want it all again. Redo <laughs> it. We're going to redo GTA 5 for 10 consoles from right. here on out. <laughs> Sky over and over again. Yeah. Give me more Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Right, please. Uh, <laughs> and those of us fortunate enough to have played the originals or been included in the very in the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack have a unique chance to reflect on a musical legacy spanning two decades. And good golly, G. Willikers, does this influence still have such a major uh or does that does such a major influence on me and countless other people? Right. right. Now, um, I one of my favorite songs from the uh, original Tony Hawk Pro Skater um, video game was this. This is my introduction to a really great punk band called Melancholin, um, and I found and this was part of the uh, promotional release for. Um, the upcoming, you know, at the time, it was the upcoming uh, reinstallment of the Tony Hawk games, the first two. Uh, Tony Hawk and Steve Caballero, who is in uh, their pro skaters that were featured in the the video game, did a song with uh, Mike and his uke, I believe was the YouTube channel. Um, they do a cover of their song No Cigar from the soundtrack, and they made a music video. So I thought it would be fun for those of us on the YouTube channel um, to hear this cover and watch the music video. So, James, are you ready for that? Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Actually, it may not let me because host disabled attendee screen sharing. Oh, no. Okay. Change that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No problem. We can um, all this out. Yeah. Let me see if I can share it. Hold on just a minute. If I got it right here with me. Oh, okay. Um, share. Boom. Still got the. System preferences. Give me just a minute. Yeah, no problem. Okay, accept that. Oh no. Okay, I can't share the screen, but uh. All good. But, we can just let's do it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hold on, just a minute. Yeah. Open it. Okay. Okay. Can you hit play on the on on yours and see that go through? Because for some reason it's not popping up on on mine. Can you hear it? No. Yep, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll 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 edit this out. So just uh, yeah, we were just, doing so good. I was like, James will have to edit anything on this one. <laughs> I don't mind right. editing. Um, Okay. Do I need to turn it up a little bit? Play it. That's good. It's good there? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll go back a little bit to this. Okay. Okay, all so right. for for all for our YouTube followers, uh we can't get it to be uh, on the on the video, uh but we will leave leave the link on on the on the description. But we will play it for you. Um, so it, whenever we're ready, Blake, well, let's hear it. All right, here we go. So this is uh, this is Mikey and his uke is the YouTube channel. 
um, doing a cover of No Cigar by Melancholy, featuring Tony Hawk, Steve Caballero, um, for the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. is so good and you know tony hawk is really not that bad of a singer um that was cool that was a a, a nice little that was him that was him singing that was tony hawk singing um yeah so and a little bit of a combination of some of the members from mill and colin um steve caballero who is a playable character he's a professional skateboarder um also has a band called urethane um but uh he played guitar on that um and then uh mikey and his ukulele so um so cool yeah, yeah, it was. Again. I wish I, I yeah. wish you could have seen the video, man. I mean, it's like Tony Hawk skating around, yeah. singing, and uh, uh, there, you know, all their names are popping up on the bottom, like they're playable characters in the game. It's just uh, that's cool, man. It takes me back. It, it's just, this whole experience has been fun. Doing the research, watching the documentary about the game, playing the game last year whenever it was released uh, or re-released, yes. and um, oh my God. it's very yeah. special. Yeah. yeah. Well. Three or four need to be re-released next year. 
come on. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll hope so. But. Give us, give us the game yeah. plan. Yeah. Sorry. And I found this like cool little closing thing just to kind of wrap up this episode. Um, kind of summarizes this whole experience perfectly. So, uh, and it's time before smartphones and, uh, and YouTube. For many of us, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was our first introduction to skateboarding with the catalog of tricks at our fingers t- uh, fingertips. Uh, it's where we first learned uh, of the kickflip and the smith grind and the rails and gaps presented by the game's urban environments and grainy skate, uh, skate parks. More importantly, we learned skateboarding takes place in a far greater world than X Games halfpipes. However, even with uh, players being exposed to these defining elements of skateboarding, we needed the music to make it all to have it all make sense to make it understandable, undeniable, to know this is skateboarding. The reason the music of the soundtrack is so heavily ingrained in our memories of the game is because it is what tied it all together. It's what made it come alive and live in infamy over 20 years later, as we unanimously commemorate the first soundtrack to skateboarding and everything that it gave us. Perfect. Perfectly summed mm. up, man. You're right. That's Every time you hear you perfect. hear those songs, if you heard it on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, it takes you directly back to that, and you're you're automatically cruising through the streets of where the or you're in the schoolyard where you're skateboarding. And you're going to it, it's it's cool. The aesthetic of the Great. whole thing it's just is so perfect, and the music is what made those games so fun to play, and why. I personally and a lot and a lot of other people just lost so many hours just clicking around. Yeah. You know, people at the time, because video games were still very like, oh God, your brain is gonna be rotted out from playing that video game. Look, those were really, really, really special times for me. I, I might have been stuck to a TV right. screen playing those things, but I would not be into the music that I'm into today had it not been for those games, solely because of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. Right. Yeah. So I just want to say one thing before we, we let you go. Well, before you do your mental health minute, which is going to be amazing. Um, got some good, good stuff for you all to do. But for those of you listening or and or watching on our YouTube channel, uh, you will see... From the from the moment we began talking about this Tony Hawk Pro Skater game and music, Blake was extremely Very happy. happy, and that's what music it does. does, man. It just yeah. motivates. Now you're not you're not no 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 no, no no. I've had a terrible week. This yeah. week this week at work has been sucktastic, and uh, but I'm researching. That's a good one. You know, I'm, I'm throwing notes together for this thing. I I went back and. A lot of these notes I was able to do last week. Um, I watched the documentary last week. Right. But like last night, I just reviewed through the notes and made some changes and edited some things. And um, just reading back through the notes, I was just like, God, this game, man, was just so. Right. Good. Is one of the things that made them so special to me. Um, Just this influx of. Yeah. of music that I I was already a fan of and then just just knocked down the door to even more music that I could get into after the fact and it's just I don't know it makes me very very happy right. it yeah. it was really it was really special to do this um to do this episode yeah. so so I encourage everybody to if you're feeling down or something whatever yeah. uh 
always um, listening to music or just um, talking over with a friend or your family. Or yeah. even you could talk it over with your dog. I think Lucy doesn't mind you talking to her about stuff like that, you know? Lucy loves it when I talk she's about right my, there. When I talk about yeah, my Yeah, there you are. Don't you love it when there I talk about are. my yeah. problems? Yeah. She <laughs> doesn't tell. <laughs> she's awesome, dude. Yeah, she's, a, yeah. she's a sweet girl. Yeah, she fun. just turned three months. She's going to be a big Aww. baby. She's going to be a big baby. That's right. I talk to, to dogs mm. very, like, childlike. <laughs> Sorry. Like, oh, and that's that's the way that's the way everybody should talk to them, you know. Right but yeah, this so, this was cool, man. Yeah. I, I I love talking about these games. Yeah. I love playing these games. Um, and uh, can't wait to go back and play them even more. I asked Allie before when we watched the documentary. Game. I was like, did you ever did you ever play Tony Hawk? And she said that whenever she was uh, in um, when she was in like probably second or third grade, I believe is when the first game came out. And uh, she said that yeah. she also used to go to her friend Kayla, uh, go to her house, and um, they had it on Nintendo 64. In fact, they still have it on t- Nintendo 64 because a few years ago, we went over to her friend Kayla's house, and um, mm. and they had a – they still have the Nintendo 64, and uh, they were playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on that thing. And it was, it was cool, but Allie said that they used to sit there and play it for a really, really long time, and uh, – and what color? What color is their sixty-four? Is it orange or? Oh, gray? it was probably the, it was the gray one. I, I had gray, some oh, friends yeah. that had the colored I ones. I, I was always really jealous of those, but I also had a gray one. Yes, yeah. I heard that the orange one is the most rare color to find. That one or yeah. the purple one. I had some friends that had know. the jeans, and that that was really cool. But I was I had the mm. I had the basic one, but you know same way you, so it didn't make a difference at all we just thought they look cool but um but yeah so cool and, and and anybody like i said like these soundtracks are available on uh spotify you can find a bajillion tony hawk uh playlists on spotify um i actually found one today that was a soundtrack a full soundtrack of all the game all of the games all the games. every single one it was like a 12 hour long playlist so um it was yeah. it was all the games every single song on it. it so i just i hit that thing while i was at work hit shuffle and just listened to it all day long just really so, took right. me back so yeah. sounds, sounds, sounds like you had a I, good, yeah it was a good day so at work far, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay uh so now uh blake will do his mental health minute yeah. with you uh, yeah, so uh, let's, this is the Mental Health Minute. Uh, this is something new we're starting to do here. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, I found a website that just had a bunch of, um, you know, just little tips and tricks for things that maybe can help you help improve your state of mind, wherever, whatever it may be uh, today. So um, so today's Mental Health Minute, just take uh, track your gratitude and achievement with a journal. That's really important. Um, just carry a little journal around with you. You can even make notes in your phone or something like that. Um, gratitude and achievement, I think is really important. Your state of mind when you're in a negative spot. So include three things that you're very grateful for. Um, and then three things that you were able to accomplish each day. So just, you know, do it for a week, just do it for a week. You're not even a full week, five days. Your work, if that's your normal, like work day, uh, work, your work week, excuse me. So, um, three things that you're grateful for. 
grateful for uh, I'm I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for uh, my house, um, and I'm grateful that I have a job, even though it may not be my favorite thing to do. Um, at least I have one, and I'm very thankful because I know there's a lot of people that can't say the same thing. And then three things that I was able to accomplish today. Uh, well, I accomplished a lot of things at work, so that's something. Um, I was able to do the podcast with you today. That's a big deal. Um, and then I was able to clean the whole house by myself um, for Allie. She didn't have to do a thing. I vacuumed and mopped and cleaned the bathrooms and everything. I got all that done uh, today and yesterday. So um, she doesn't have to worry about that. She can just come home from baking you know a cake what? and go just directly to bed and I have to worry. You know what? You know what? You scored major, major yes. bonus points with her. Yes. It's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's so so yeah, just so, you know, like I said, take a take some time this week, carry a journal a journal around with you if you do some notes in your phone. Um that's three things that you're grateful for and then three things that you accomplish each day. Big or small. Say, I, well, I I built a coffee table. Um that's a huge accomplishment. Great. I can't build a coffee table. Wouldn't have that if yours is as simple as you completed a puzzle that was kicking your butt, that's awesome. Or something as simple or, as, hey, I managed to uh, brush my teeth today. Yeah. <laughs> or something, something I, you I made, feel like you accomplished something. Or as little as I made my bed. That's made your bed. If I hear that, I I hear that if you make your bed every day, I mean things will like always like you know. Absolutely, I've heard the same thing, and um, Um, it's it's all about those little little victories, is is what I is what I've heard it referred to as. So that can be anything, um, and uh, it doesn't matter how big or how small. If you felt like you accomplished something that day, write it down, man. It'll really change your your uh, perspective. So. Right. So yeah. So all all yeah. all good stuff. All good stuff. So I we just want to thank you so much for listening to, to the show. Uh, we know that this is a longer Sorry. show than usual, but I mean, <laughs> no, well, we're we're not gonna apologize because it makes us yeah, happy, you know. So, you know, so uh, we're not sorry that it's long. It may help sorry. you out, you know, in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so so um. Uh, so be sure to share this with your friends and families and your dogs, dogs. Of course, and cats. Lucy loves the podcast. So, right. Gave negative uh, so three we stars are... <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So we're available on multiple podcasts, including the Apple Podcast app. And please be sure to leave a rating and review if you like to see our podcast grow. Also... Uh, we'll read your reviews right here on the show, just like I'm going to read yeah. it right now. It's uh, This one comes from Toy Person. Uh, she said, great podcast. I love what James and Blake are doing. Uh, music has helped me so much emotionally. It's lovely to hear, to, to have the healing aspect of music highlighted. Yeah. Great job, you two. And I'm going to read one more. It's from D. Hazuda. Uh, give us five stars. Thank you very much for that. He says, outstanding. Great job. Just found this podcast and enjoy listening with the metal horns straight up in the air. Yeah, so I think I so know who that is, we do thank you all too. very much. I only know one Hazuda in my life, and I believe that's Nick Hazuda, who plays bass at uh, the church that I play at. So, Nick, thanks for oh, nice. I know he listens well, to the show. Nick. 
um yeah thanks for thanks for listening yeah. dude i really appreciate it can't wait to jam thank you so much with you again um but uh i've got two right here james uh this is from um marie love 522 uh she gave us five stars thank you so much she said excellent i would definitely listen to these guys anytime i enjoy every uh every time five out of five ten out of ten i love it thank you so much it's very sweet uh, also have nice. one here Thank from so capo much. underscore 715 who said excellent banter and great music well I, if you love our banter you're definitely gonna love how much <laughs> banter we had today talking about the tony hawk soundtrack. we loved it uh loved but it. anyway yeah. he said uh or, or she said whoever capo 715 uh definitely give yeah, these guys I a do. listen they're always entertaining and the music topics are on point thank you very kind yeah I know who that is. I'm not sure if she wants me to give to give her. Okay, email, but, thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. confirm that it is she. Confirm that it is a real person in the in the and it and is she. she. Yes, yes, she will beat my butt <laughs> if I call her he. So I'm definitely Don't not going to do that, sir. So, uh, so the best way to stay up to up up to date with us is by following our social media accounts, uh, Instagram when words feel podcast, Facebook. WWF MS Podcast. Twitter, uh, when words fill MS. Um, we got an email account, um, so you can uh, email us which one else yep. to talk about. When words fill podcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash when words fill music speaks. Um, our website is even um, when words fill music speaks.com and click on, the, uh, click on the link below to go to our merchandise shop. And very, very special news I just found out about yesterday or two days ago. Blake has a oh TikTok. And we're going out. You haven't get you haven't given it a chance. I gave right? it a chance. So, so I, I did it. So I didn't notice that, but apparently I inspired him to yes, start a so TikTok. I Correct? got a notification nice. that you had created a TikTok for the podcast and I said, All right, well, I want to support the show, um, obviously. So I'm going Since to at least it. <laughs> download it and subscribe to it. And then, you know, I was like, all right, let's see what yeah. the hype is all about. I swore I would yeah. never, ever, 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 ever get a ticket. He swore up and down. Because if you go back to to, to, to the interview where we, where we did with his, um, uh, I think it's well, Travis. Yeah. Travis um, yeah, yeah. You swore up and down you wouldn't one. ever get one. Nope, I won't. Up do and it. down, I won't do it. I won't give nope. in. But you know, the fact of the matter is, I love social media. I think it's great. I think it can be very bad, but yeah. I think it can also be very, very great. Um, and uh, right. you know, I'm trying to get my my um, obviously trying to promote the podcast as much as possible. I'm also trying to promote my YouTube channel as much as possible uh, with these drum playthroughs that I'm doing at church. So. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna download TikTok. I'm gonna subscribe to the podcast on TikTok, uh, and then you know I'll just put up some drum videos. So uh, I did. I put up a drum video where I <laughs> I played the intro to "Sugar We're Going Down" uh, in, uh, yes. in a song that we played at church, at church on Sunday at, at church. church. That's that's probably the greatest right, thing so I've ever. How heard that came about life. was you know I was talking I, with I, Brian. I, I, my, He did. Uh, this was last. This was last week. Uh, he was doing sound. He was encouraging me to do some drum right. parts uh, for some of these songs, and I was like, I had an idea. 
uh, I had an idea about doing the intro to Sugar We're Going Down because the tempos to this song and Sugar We're Going Down are same. the exact same. And same I'm supposed thing. to do some kind of drum yeah. intro anyway. Why not do Sugar We're Going Down? <laughs> and the people that, that know that it, that's a Fallout Boy song will get it. And those that don't won't know a thing. Right. So I'm just going to do it anyway. Right. And, you know, thankfully yeah. I go to a church that's not like, oh my gosh. I can't believe you played a fallout boy intro in this song. How dare you, you know, to, you know, the pot, the, the feedback that I've gotten on that has been very, very positive. And uh, people thought it was funny. My sister-in-law was at church uh, nice. that Sunday that yeah. I played and uh, I started kicking the song off and Allie said that they just kind of looked at each other and they were like, <laughs> Oh my God. That's great. Play fallout. Yeah, boy? Like, so, and that was the reaction right. I wanted to get for any emo kid out there who knows <laughs> he yeah. knows that song. That was my intention. Um, so, yeah, TikTok has been cool so far. I've already got like over a thousand views on that TikTok, and um, let's see, seventy nine hearts. So, I don't know what any of that means. And my niece even told me that I was on her FYP. So, whatever that means, I'm very thankful and honored. <laughs> okay, so okay, so so um. FYP is okay, for cool. your page. So I was I was featured and in her did. FYP. Nice. Uh, you know, so that was cool. So um, yeah. Anyway, I've got uh, I've got the uh, I've got the TikTok, so you can follow me on there. It's a. Uh, um, I'm also on the Instagram and the Twitter, uh, which is uh, Say- at Blake underscore Mosley M O S E L E Y. Uh, also on the YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y um, for those full playthroughs of the songs that I'm doing at church. So, Hey, tell us your TikTok one more time. I don't think you picked it up. Uh, my TikTok is at Blake Brosley. Um, Brosley. So I'll try, to, I'll try to put up some, yeah, Blake Brosley. I'll try to put up some more yeah. drum videos here soon, so. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, sources hey, for this episode come from Wikipedia, RedBull.com, Kerrang Magazine, NPR.org, and AVClub.com, um, where I lost many hours of research going through, just like I lost many hours playing the games. I lost a lot of hours doing the research for this episode. Um, but and it's so fun. But 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 I bet you had fun had researching the show. Had a blast. Yes. Anyway. All right, James. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And always remember that when words fail, music speaks. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.